The Wicked Smart Sports Guide is brought to you by SunmaxBatteries.com, the go-to website for all your battery needs. Sunmax Batteries carries a full line of super heavy-duty, ultra-alkaline lithium and button cell batteries. Sunmax Batteries compares in quality to well-known national brands, and the best part, Sunmax Batteries are priced much lower than their competitors. Guys, you need to stock up on batteries for this quarantine. I cannot stress that enough. I bet you guys are all forgetting to do that. So head over to SunmaxBatteries.com. You can get batteries for flashlights, remote controls, gaming controls, headphones, digital cameras, hearing aids, smoke arms, whatever device you need a battery for. Semax has the best batteries at the best price for your device. Okay, you can order a 24-pack of AA or AAA heavy-duty batteries for only $5.99 or a 24-pack of ultra-alkaline, ideal for all kinds of gaming and high-tech devices at just $12.99. Order today and use coupon code BOSTON at checkout. That's coupon code BOSTON, all uppercase at checkout. To save 20% off your entire order. Once again, that's coupon code BOSTON and check out and save big today. SemaxBatteries.com, C-E-L-L-M-A-X Batteries.com, the official sponsor of the Wicked Smart Sports Guys. Alright, welcome back to another episode of the Wicked Smart Sports Guys podcast, another quarantine episode, the Easter episode that is, with none other than the founder of Guy Boston Sports, host of Ev Unleashed, be sure to check out that podcast, check him out on Twitter, at EvGuyBoston, Evan Singleton, Evan, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me, always, always glad to be on this show. So Evan, uh, I just want to start off with this. How have you been doing since uh, everything kind of shut down with the quarantine situation? I know it's been about a month. Everybody was talking yesterday about how it'd been exactly uh, it had been exactly a month since the NBA shut down, since all the news with Rudy Gobert kind of broke there. Uh, how have you been coping without the NBA and without sports? And how have you just been doing in your personal life with everything that was going on? So um, personal life's okay. I've been getting by, but it, it did kind of strike me. And I'm sure you're in the same boat as are many of the people listening. Like you realize what an absolute sports nerd you are when something like this happens. It's not the same as an off season. And for me in particular, um, like a Celtics nerd and stuff, it's not the same as an off season. You expect that. But when something like this happens, like boom, all of a sudden gone, poof, at the drop of a hat, the league's gone. It's like, whoa, uh, it's kind of scary how much my how much my like enjoyment of life re- relied on that. But um, uh, it's been all good overall. Like uh, it's 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 for the best. I think that uh, um, given the, the situation and how crazy this has gotten, like how legitimate this has become, it makes sense why they shut down. So I'm getting by. I'm, I'm surviving. So I, I do want to talk about what we're doing, actually, with with the site right now. I think I mean, we're doing a lot of the things that a lot of the, these other websites are doing. We're kind of following the leads of a lot of these places. I mean, a lot of it right now just bodes down to keeping people entertained with uh, highlights that keep them, you know, that give you know bring up good memories, of course, of, of past uh, experiences with their teams and the teams they're fans of and the sports they love. Uh, and that includes, I know you've been doing threads like Isaiah Thomas highlights, who's, you know, obviously one of your play- favorite players in Boston here over the last 10 years, one of a lot of people's favorite players that, you know, endeared himself to the fan base. And it's a lot of just kind of different, you know, uh, th- these kind of questions, these open-ended questions, whether it be, you know, build your favorite team or you can only pick three or one's got to go or, you know, what have you, all these different kind of things, these these open-ended questions I've kind of started to do with it. Uh, people aren't getting too happy, but I don't know if people saw this, but we asked yesterday over on the Twitter if the Celtics fans would still trade Jalen Brown for Carlton Towns, and I asked that because, you know, that wasn't necessarily a, a big rumored deal, but the Celtics have obviously been rumored to have interest in Carlton Towns for a while. They obviously wouldn't give up Jason Tatum 
Jalen Brown's the next biggest trade asset they have. And I was just kind of asking fans, hey, you know, would you still give up Jalen Brown for Conley Towns? As in, would you be willing to include him in a package for Towns? I shouldn't, I, still was just a word to kind of emphasize the point that, you know what, this guy's gotten better. Are you still willing to trade him at all? Uh, and I kind of asked that. It made its way to somehow Brazil Twitter, and uh, the Brazilians were getting a little upset about it. There's a lot of tweets in Portuguese coming out, so I had to send it to one of my friends who is actually, his mother is from Brazil. She speaks Portuguese. I had to say, hey, can you uh, correctly translate these for me? Because Google Translate, you can't always trust for the most accurate information. Um, but, you know, what, what else? I mean, is there anything else you want to throw out there about what we'll be doing as a site during this whole crazy quarantine period? I would say, honestly, in this, I don't know, it, it's it's kind of an overarching thing of, like, our mission, I would say, and we're all kind of in the same boat together, that it's almost a, a reminder that sports are on pause. It's not like they're gone forever. It's not like this is over. Sports are gone from our lives. Like, yes, this is huge right now. It's hectic, but it is a temporary thing, and sports are going to get back. The Celtics are going to get back. The, the Patriots, the Red Sox, the Bruins, they'll come back for future seasons, and um, we're trying to fill that void, I guess, of sports lovers and sports fans out there. And I think we're doing a great job. KJ, you're doing a phenomenal job on the Twitter. Um, everyone else that's contributing to the site and stuff. It's like we haven't we haven't totally taken this as a loss. It's 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 more of a OK. Yes, there's nothing live to talk about. But why don't we remember that sports uh, has history? Sports has futures like there's still a lot to talk about. And we want to remind fans of both our site, our brand and as well, just the sports leagues in general. Like there's still sports to talk about because think about when you're sitting at a restaurant or you're hanging out with a friend or you're at a bar or something like that you don't just talk about the sport that's on all of a sudden you get into this conversation about oh who's top three in the nba who's the best nba player best mlb player of all time like it's not always about the sport that you're watching or the sport that's happening right now sports are this massive thing that you can talk about whenever and wherever and we're trying to remind people of that yeah, our writers are still working hard. They're still putting out content. And you know what you kind of just said reminded me of something. I think I heard Zach Lowe say a couple years back, actually, and it was during the off season. And he talked about the fact that the NBA has become so much more uh, about you know what's happening off the court than on the court, and it's become so much more about these these questions. And those questions are still around despite the fact that you know their games aren't being played. So it, it, there there is so much discussion even when the leagues are going on about really stuff that isn't related to the game itself. Like, where this, where's this guy going in free agency? Or what is, what kind of trade rumors are happening in the league? Is this guy unhappy? Like, you even see it now, and this is a very delicate situation, and I'm not sure exactly what's going on here at all, but with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, like, that now Donovan Mitchell doesn't think he can repair his relationship, and there might be, now there's trade rumors going on with there, and is Rudy Go, where's Rudy Gobert going? And there are rumors of him going to the Celtics, and, you know, I don't I don't know that we will get into those today, because I, I you know, I don't think that's... You you know, I don't think that's realistic, and I don't want to spend our time too much on that until we get maybe a little further down the road there. But And the league actually, is it's legal to do that once again, because not only is it past the trade deadline anyway, but they've shut down all operations. Nobody can be signed, No, you know, so that's, that's all a moot point right now. But I do want to talk about kind of what these leagues are doing. I mean, have you been following any of these things, whether it be I mean, the NBA 2K Players Tournament, which just wrapped up. We had the, the the horse competition is starting tonight, I believe, which Paul Pierce is going to be included in. Uh, you know, they have these game reruns. Obviously, the NFL Draft is continuing to push forward. They're going to put that on. So how much have you been following? Obviously, the NFL Draft something 
everyone must follows every year. That's nothing new. But what about these newer things? You know, the, the 2K tournament and the horse competition specifically. Do those spark your interest at all? Um, I'll put it like this. I haven't followed along. I've watched. And I'll probably watch some of the horse competition. It's, it's giving us something to do, something to turn to. It's not replacing. It's way. It's not even coming close to replacing. You could have the worst NBA game on of all time, and a 2K tournament on TV does not replace that NBA game. Um, but it has given us something to watch. Literally, just that verb. Like, let's watch this. I don't think um, anyone's diving in and getting you know super super into watching the 2K tournament and whatnot. Um, there probably are people doing that, but those are NBA fans first. They're not. They're not a new audience or anything like that. Um, so I wouldn't use the word following along. That kind of gives me the the vibe of like I'm super super into it. No, I'm I'm viewing it as a replacement, um, and I'm not going out of my way to watch these things. I'm sure a lot of people are because that's that's you know it is entertaining in a sense. But me personally, like I've been watching these things. I'm just not like super excited. I'm not looking forward to it all day. When I wake up in the morning and there's a Celtics game on at night, I'm looking forward to that Celtics game all day. I'm not doing that with DeAndre Ayton and um, Patrick Beverly playing 2K. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Patrick Beverly, I will say, he's he's probably been the most entertaining of the bunch. And then, you know, there's this whole argument that people talk about of why does anybody watch anybody play video games? How can that be entertaining? And I think the players tournament in some ways was kind of an embodiment of why people watch video people play video games. Maybe for the wrong reasons, because there was kind of, you know, with some of these players... They don't. They're not. They're incredible basketball talents, and you watch them for for what they can do on the court. But uh, the the people who people generally start following on Twitch and you know YouTube and watch people play video games, it's because they have entertainment value. They whether it be comedic or what have you, they're entertaining you some way with physical comedy, being loud. I mean, how they're able to engage people and and humor them and keep them in, you know entertained and and uh, the way they're be able to react to these games, just that's what people find endearing and funny and and you know entertaining and. The players don't necessarily have those traits. You know, it's it's can be very dull at times. And I will say the one player who I do I did find entertaining and a little bit you know worth watching was Patrick Beverly. I felt like he had a high energy. He was like trash talking within these games the same way that he would do on the court. And I found that very interesting because Pat Beverly, of course, a very competitive guy. And that's that's the one guy I will say I found his his antics a little bit interesting. Uh, everyone else, it, it was it was a little harder to watch. I, I don't I see the horse competition is a little more interesting just to see you know because that's more on the nose as to what why we watch the NBA. It's because the incredible skills that these players have, and those are going to be more on display in a horse competition than they would be in uh, you know at, at playing video games. It's a little different. So they, they they did have the horse competition, of course, much different. But the horse competition. I think back in 2009, 2010, around that, the one year where Rajon Rondo competed in it, Kevin Durant, I know those two were in it for sure. I'm not exactly sure on the year, but that, that I watched that, and I found that interesting. So I'm going to find this interesting. Hopefully it works uh, as a visual you know, thing. I, I think that there are going to be some problems still with how you're relying on each player and however you're doing that to make sure they produce the right video, and I don't know, uh, you know how it's going to come out and how it's going to look but if it's if it looks good and Paul Pierce is 
you know, hitting these crazy shots, and it's interesting, and it's not like, wow, they had to turn to Chauncey Billups and Paul Pierce because they couldn't get enough players to do that, and they actually, it's like, whoa, okay, these maybe if they even have a shot to win, that would be interesting, and that would be like, hey, you know, don't count out the old guys and stuff like this, so I, I think that that has more potential maybe than the 2K tournament had, uh, and I, you know, I, res- I admire the NBA for their kind of efforts doing this and trying to push this as a kind of new, you know, way to keep fans entertained, keep them engaged, because, you know, right now, baseball and, and hockey, I mean, they're, they're not really making that same effort. So the NBA is at least trying. Uh, and I'd like to see some of these other leagues try. And, uh, you know, obviously we want to see them back. But in the meantime, it's good to have this extra thing just going on. Like, like you said, you might not even watch it. You might only tune in for a couple minutes here and there. But it's just kind of, it's, it's nice to have something. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I do respect the NBA for kind of what they're trying to put on the horse competition. We'll see. You know, it could be good. And it's good that the Celtics kind of have a horse in the race in a sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. I don't want it to sound like I'm saying, oh, like I th- these are such inferior things. Like th- th- that is true. Like both things can be true. These are not a true NBA game. But at the same time, they're making lemonade out of the lemons they've got. Like they, they, they've done a lot of things. And, and just like rewatching the Celtics things on, on, um, you know, our local networks and whatnot, the, the Celtics replays, like they're treating it differently too they're they're doing a player of the game and and live tweeting the things as if they were happening so yes the nba is making an incredible effort and they're doing a really good job like they're getting creative they're they're doing a video games uh tournament they're doing a horse like they're doing a really good job and and it has been entertaining for me as well i don't want it to get misconstrued like that i'm just simply comparing it to the actual product that we could be getting during this time and that's where it's like yeah it's not the same and i'm not following it like i would follow the nba but if if you know i'm tipping my cap to them certainly because they have not let that void just turn into a black hole yeah the reruns to me are a little tougher i find them a little harder to watch especially when it's you know more mundane games i mean for me it would have to be a very special game either a game i haven't seen before that is very very significant or a game i have seen before that's even more significant so like the the one that stood out to me is the biggest one we've had so far was the patriots falcons rerun tom brady was watching that it felt like a lot of patriots fans were watching that that was one i felt was worthy of like this should be tweeted about on twitter like we should be talking about this because this is kind of a big deal that this being shown again for whatever reason and so that was kind of an event to me like they're replaying super bowl 53 we need to be talking about this that that none of these other games have risen to that i don't know if they're even going to be able to um i think maybe if they replay some of those isaiah thomas games whether it's the game against the Bulls right after his sister passed away, whether it's his game against the Wizards in the playoffs where he dropped 54 points. Uh, You know, one of those games could be interesting. They played Milwaukee game seven last night, uh, which was obviously a first round game and, you know, not very close. But, you know, it wasn't very, it wasn't very competitive game. I mean, for the most part. So, uh, you know, I I think that it's, the bigger ones might catch your attention, but every night with these it's it's not going to work and it, it's not obviously it's not going to get the viewership but again they're trying so i don't want to disparage them too much but it, it, you know it, it's it's like you said it's not the same and for of all of all the three things i would say the three things i mentioned the horse competition the uh, you know the 2k players tournament and the reruns i would say the reruns are probably last on the list for me but they're just not leaving it up to that blank space so that's that's where i give them credit like they're doing something you know like you said they're not going to compare they're not going to be they're not going to hit it. They're not going to be too successful, but it's better than nothing. And I think that that's probably their mindset too. Like we got to do something. So I don't know. 
Shout out to the NBA yep. and, and them for trying, you know? Yeah, so what do you make of the NFL pushing forward with the draft, despite the fact that they're not having... Well, some I guess Tua did do a virtual pro day, but for most of these players aren't having their pro days. Teams aren't able to bring these guys in for visits, which is a huge thing. I mean, you know, bring a guy in to see what he can do yourself, to tell you know address him, say, you know, see if he can do certain things that you specifically want to ask him to do and see him be able to do take you know put him in front of your own team doctors and ask him questions which a lot of people made a big deal about like that that was the big deal like that was the deal breaker oh teams just can't ask these players questions and that's why they're freaking out like that's not really the deal breaker but it's still a significant part of it but it's far from the biggest one there are these other factors too that are much more important so what do you make of the nfl pushing through despite this do you think it's a mistake or do you think it's the good right idea i don't think it's I think an argument can be made both ways, but I do like that they're trying to keep it as normal as possible. Um, I think you had a funny tweet about it. I believe it was you. You were saying you can't wait for one of these coaches to go on auto draft or something. Yeah. Because um, it's true. Like, if they do this draft virtually, like, there will be technical difficulties. Think about how big of a production that is. There's technical difficulties on, you know, far less of a scale type of things that are just as big deal. Like when they play, they play a, a big game on TV, something sometimes like the, the it'll glitch or something like that. Like with this sort of make or break, this is a, a an entire like um, uh, a, a piece of content that they're now going to have to produce of decisions being made. So there's the thing. It's not just like they're trying to show what's happening. No, there's decisions that are also going to be made in the back end, AK the players getting picked virtually and i do think that there could be issues there and i do think that if there is technical difficulties or are technical difficulties i don't think that that's fair like that's that's going to be when i said there's arguments to be made on both sides one the pro of this is i like that they're trying to move it along i like that they're trying to to um make make something out of nothing again and be able to do what they normally would do um in a sense the 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 negative is that i think if things happen like that is unfair if someone um tries to get a pick in and obviously i don't think anyone's gonna get the wrong player not that's not what i mean but if something you know hinders uh an organization from doing what they want to do in any sense it's kind of like what the heck like this isn't we we had to do this on a computer or virtually like, this isn't fair and it's kind of true because this isn't like uh you can crap on your buddy for missing his pick in your fantasy draft this is the nfl like so it is it is um I appreciate that they're trying to do it, but I want to make if, if if this is the case and like you know if it's set in stone, like they better be damn sure that there's going to be no problems. And I don't know how you can avoid that. Yeah, who's the NFL GM that's going to end up putting all their players in the queue and not realize they put them in backwards and suddenly their their seventh rounder is the the fifth overall pick? I mean, if if I, we have to place bets, my bet's going to be on Bill O'Brien because he's getting the brunt of uh, everybody's you know anger right now. So if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be O'Brien. Uh, no, but. I generally agree. I think from a business standpoint, your only choice is to push forward because just the smallest chance that this can work is good enough, especially with nothing else going on. The fact that you're going to be the center of attention, you're not even competing with the NBA playoffs or the NHL playoffs. I mean, that's got to be the NFL's dream as far as the draft is concerned. Not like It's so big already. Now you don't even have to compete with these other leagues who are usually in their postseasons. I mean, that's perfect. And you know, there could be technical issues, and that's the biggest issue. But as far as the scouting goes, I mean, let me ask you this. Is the pool of players that's drafted, how significantly different is it going to be from what it would have been if they got to scout all these players? I mean, you could argue, I would say, maybe 
only about 20 players would be different you know go undrafted versus drafted and there might be maybe some significant changes in draft spots you could say but i would i would say generally the same talent is going to get infused into the league and it's just about how good are you at evaluating it with the resources you have and everybody's on the level playing field here okay everybody's dealing with the same issues so the game while it's so much different this year, it's still very much the same. It's you competing with other teams to see who's better at evaluating talent, and that's what the draft's all about. So here we are in this situation. It's very much different, but like I said, in a lot of ways, it's kind of the same as it's always been in that sense. Yeah, my big thing for you talking about, like, you know, how, how would it change? Like, I don't think that I, I don't think you're making the correct draft choice if all of a sudden you have a meeting or you have a workout with a kid and you're like, holy crap, I want to now draft him like earlier. Like it, it's you have a sample size of what this kid has done for the past, I don't know, say six years going back to high school, right? What has he done? Is he going to fit with our system? What do we think? You obviously have a preconceived notion and an evaluation of this kid prior to bringing him in for a workout and whatnot. I think a workout can put you over the top. It can kind of solidify you being picked. So there, that definitely hinders that. But I don't think there's going to be anyone, or there shouldn't be in my opinion, of all of a sudden, you know, you throw a flyer, you, you, you meet with a kid, and all of a sudden you're like, we didn't even know his name before we worked him out, or, or you know, that's an exaggeration. But I don't think that, um, to your point, I don't think having not being able to to do these these precursors here, I don't think they're going to be like, oh, my God, they changed the draft so much. No, the, the, the teams already know who they want. Probably now, like they have some, they have a, they have an idea exactly, like to the T, of who they want. And, um, or I guess now, obviously, but a little bit before this, I don't know how much these workouts would have totally changed minds and, and gone from black to white or white to black, like all of a sudden, you know what I mean? Like they already have their, their sort of strategy ironed out. And, um, so I don't think that the player, like, I don't know how many in, in 20, sure. I mean, who's to say the number. So I'm going to agree with you there. I don't think that having a player come in, meet with you is going to take him from, we didn't want to draft him to he's a lock now. I think it would only take him from, we want to draft him, he's a lock now. I think that those sort of are icings on top of the cake. Yeah, and like I said, the same talents are getting infused into the league here. You know, it's just about whose team it's on. The, the pool of players is the same. Even if a few guys go undrafted that otherwise wouldn't have, they're going to latch onto a team and get a chance to compete. So it's, you know, it's it's a, still the same kind of it's always been in that regard. So I, I have really largely no problem with it. If the day comes and... Some team can't get on the Skype call or Bill Belichick, you know, doesn't know how to use uh, Skype FaceTime or what, you know, whatever he would call it. Uh, you know, I'm sure he's going to have some press conference where he botches the name of FaceTime like he does with the snap face and the, you know, all these all these other uh, t- uh, social media platforms that he intentionally messes up the name for. I'm sure we'll get a good moment there. But, um, yeah, if, if it, the day does come and someone's unable to connect or whatever problems teams might have, then that's an issue we can talk about at that point. But as of now, I don't think there's any reason for the NFL to say we shouldn't go through with this. Uh, and, you know, look, they might have a big problem on their hands as a result, but they, I, they really don't have much of a choice to me. Um, all right, Evan, I think it's, it's time we get going. Any final words on the quarantine? I know that it's kind of a scary situation. I'm not sure how long it's going to last at this point, I mean, people are, I already know, very eager to get back. But, you know, Toronto, uh, just a few weeks ago, they were shutting down everything until June 30th. And I, I fear that we kind of might have to, you know, look, look at those kind of same parameters. It's, it's got to be at least that long. I feel like people are 
kind of in an you know in a rush to to get back to to normalcy and i understand that but at the same time i worry that it creates a situation where it's just going to make things worse and it's hard to imagine how much worse it could get than how it is right now but you know i'll just urge people you know just make sure you're staying home do everything you can personally and you know you just kind of try to trust the people around you to do the right thing and if we can all do that hopefully you know we'll get to see Kemba Walker and Jason Tatum back on the court again very soon and maybe they can figure things out and things can feel safe enough even if they're not perfectly safe uh, you know again for everybody things can feel safe enough that they can say let's take some small measures let's play some games without fans and they'll feel safer doing that whereas if if we do rush back and things get worse there's no shot of that happening so uh, you know, I don't know. Is there anything you want to say as we close out the episode, this episode of the podcast? I would just uh, totally agree with you that like this is this is something that it's not like it's you can't you can't deny this anymore. I did at first I was like, come on, this is blown up by the media. Then all of a sudden it was a big deal, and I was like, eh, they're still probably blowing it up. No, this is a full fledged pandemic, and you can't really deny it. Like, do what you're supposed to do. I saw. I've seen, you know, people on social media saying, like, F this, like, I'm going to hang out. Like, no, don't do anything stupid. There's there's obviously um, repercussions to any action that you're doing. And if, and if you can prevent it, this thing is going to get bottled up and, and end it a lot sooner than um, you think. So, yes, one action is not going to make this huge difference. But if everyone follows the rules, then we should be able to return to normalcy faster than um, we'd like. So I guess... Yeah, you know, it's 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 a it's something that we can't deny. You shouldn't be denying at this point. If anyone really doesn't believe in this anymore, like I know a couple of my buddies have texted in group chats, but they're more joking saying like this is all created, um, you know, and it was predicted. It's a weird thing like conspiracy theories. No, this is a real thing. Stay inside. Do your thing. We have so much technology at our hands. Like you can talk to your friends. You can talk to your family. Just stay inside. Stay safe. And um, everything's going to come back. I kind of mentioned it earlier in the show, too, like. Yes, if you're a sports lover like us, it sucks right now. There's no sports, but guess what? They're going to come back. This is a pause. This is not a, like, delete your subscription, cancel, shut off everything. No, this is a pause. Who knows how long the pause is going to last, but that play button will get pressed eventually. So just do your part, I guess. And and I know it's easier, it's easy to just say that, but honestly, it's not that hard to carry out either. Like, this is not an easier said than done. It's very easy to do your part here, just... Stay inside, social distance yourself. It's not that hard to do with the technology we have nowadays. Yeah, and try to keep your spirits up. And like you said, I mean, there's plenty of technology around, so you can FaceTime, you can play video games, you can do whatever you need to do to find entertainment. You know, if this happened 30 years ago, you wouldn't have had all that stuff. And even then, you still have whatever you want, books, movies, TV shows, all this other stuff. Like, you know, you can keep yourself occupied. Just try to do the best you can. And, you know, there there are other situations that make this more serious, you know, people losing their jobs, people not knowing how they're going to, you know, pay for food and pay for rent and all this stuff over the next few months. And, you know, you feel for those people, you feel for those individuals out there. And there are resources out there, people are acting to help those people, and I hope they get the help they need. But even then, you, you just, you have to keep your spirits up and you have to, you know, do what you can to to make it through this time because it is really tough and people not only that there are people who are losing their loved ones uh, because of this and it's it's i don't feel like that part of it has hit as many people as it should have by now like there this is this is something that is costing people lives and it's it's sad and it's um a, a very serious situation and it's something i feel like 
just people are not it's it's not connecting yet and maybe soon it will but um right now we just need to make sure that we make sure that maybe as few people need to experience that as possible and hopefully it doesn't have to hit home with everybody because if it gets to the point where it does then obviously we've made a grave mistake and it's gonna be uh, much worse than anyone could have imagined so um we'll end it there I know that was a somber mode, a somber note, just as I told everybody to keep their spirits up. Uh, you know, I went on this long soliloquy about people keeping their spirits up and then got very, very uh, sad. But do, do just have fun and stay home and it'll be okay if you, if you can. Uh, all right, Evan, thank you for joining us. Happy Easter. Uh, I hope you have a great Easter, however you're doing that. You said, I, I don't want to blow up your spot. You said you're doing like a Zoom Easter call, yep. right? So like I said, technology, you have it at your disposal. So, you know. It's not the same thing, but it's definitely somewhat of a replacement. So yes, that's what we're doing. So everybody will have their own dinners that they've made and sit down, be sit like sit down at like a table set up or something with their all webcams all around. Can't blame anyone else for the bad the bad food. Yeah, well, good good luck with that. I hope it all goes well. But guys, thanks thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Remember to follow Evan on Twitter at evguyboston. Follow me on Twitter at kjlgbs. You can follow the pod on Twitter at Get Smart Project and everything over at Guy Boston Sports. Uh, and if you can, you know, consider donating to any of these causes out there. I know there's a lot of donation, you know, th- people are promoting on Twitter to help healthcare workers, to help people in need, uh, you know, to help fight the fight the, you know, this this pandemic in any way. So if you do have the means, just by all means, there are plenty of I don't I don't have any particularly that come to mind, but there I know Shea Serrano's been doing stuff. I know a lot of Boston media members are promoting different stuff. So just look at any of those, and if you're interested, and if you can help, just you know do do the best you can. And if you can't, you can always share them, and hopefully someone else can. So thank you guys for listening, and we'll talk to you next week with more NFL drafts coverage. We're having uh, NFL draft expert from the site, Andrew Nason. He's going to come on. Hopefully Colin Kanata is going to come on. We're going to set a lot of those dates up. So thank you guys for listening. We'll talk to you next week.